Welcome back to Building Beyond with Tecton. In this episode, we're going to go over the subject of, and we're going to we're going to showcase our projects and and uh, share with you some of the business lessons that we've all learned throughout our career and in in the projects that we we talk about. Let you guys get to know us a little more. I'll start off and just one of the one of the biggest lessons I learned on the first big project that Tecton did, which was the Adveneer. It's a uh, it's a Marriott down here in St. George, Utah. Is it you can't you can't give the responsibility up too soon. Uh you need to you need to give the responsibility and you need to watch. You need to confirm that they're doing it the way that doing it the right way and make sure the progress of it's working out. It's one of the biggest lessons I've learned and I unfortunately didn't have an I have relearned that lesson a couple times. So that's it's a it's a big lesson there as a as a business owner that's trying to grow and don't grow too fast get the right people and don't grow too fast like keep it keep it under your fingernail until they've proven themselves the person you place over it so then from there we got more projects what what you got well i think that you hit the nail on the head you got to you got to nail the handoff. You got to make sure that whoever you are trying to transfer your responsibilities to is aware of past, present, and future objects and circumstances going on with the job. And so to me, then transferring that information, whether it's on paper or or you've talked about it and one person took notes. I like notes, but I'm forgetful. But getting that information data over to somebody, if you're going to hand responsibilities of like PM or stuff off, then I think it's important to get the information to that next person, as well as knowing that they're capable of taking on the responsibility. With, with you three business owners, um, at some point, um, you you got to find the time where you can phase yourself out. When you when you're in construction, every when you start from ground one, you start by going out there and sweating, putting the belt on, and busting your ass, and and creating a crew and running them to to be profitable. But you have to phase yourself out of working in the business and start working on the business to help yourself grow. And it kind of goes to what you guys are saying. Like, how do you know that it's going to be okay? You have to take some kind of leap, right? Leap of faith in a way to just be like, I got to do it. This is my next guy. If he's not going to work out, I just have to get somebody else. Um, and you, you alluded to nailing it. Um, you don't have to get it right the first time, right? Um, it's not gonna. That's a great point, and that's what well, that's what I kept telling myself as I as I seen the project going a little bit haywire. That's what I kept telling myself. Like if if he's not gonna like if if I'm not gonna learn to let people do it their way, then when? And there was other aspects of the project itself that it wasn't all his fault my foreman's fault that it was going haywire but it's in our last episode i referred to lehi here that i didn't teach him what i should have taught him and i feel like i can do better in that but i just don't and part of it is is that's how i learned i learned to get I learned to do what I'm doing because I got thrown out there on my head. And so that's what I expect of others. With it cost the company money. It cost the company it was a it was a nine hundred and forty thousand dollar job and we we lost close to ten percent. We paid close to ninety thousand dollars to do that job. And 
obviously I learned so much from that that I, I, I have value off of that, that money spent. And so it's money well spent, but to your point, it is what I kept telling myself. And, and would I be where I am today if I wouldn't, wouldn't have figured out how to just pass a platon and take the hits as they come? I don't know, because that, that is a truth. One of the, uh, we all know Merrill Jessup from, from our childhood. What he says is it, it took him, he was in the equipment, earth, earth moving, uh, excavating. And he said that he, every time he was training someone in on equipment, it cost him $100,000. And so mm-hmm. the, the truth of it is, I mean, imagine you're, you're trying to train a foreman in on a million dollar project. Like what's the ratio? It's going right. to cost you some money. So you have a great point there. I, that, that's the, the biggest thing about being an employer right there is like the, the time and money you put into somebody to get them off to where you feel like they should be. You're, you're so far, it, it's hard to put a number on the price to train somebody. But it's actually in the same aspect. It's priceless. Yeah, especially in in, in that high of a job description, the foreman, yeah. you're, mm. you're you're responsible for that success of a million dollar project. Absolutely, or more. Yeah. Um. I I do not like, and t- to that point, um, we've we've in our last podcast we've alluded to the fact that. Uh, soup and butters came on and they just was handed it to him without a lot of handoff great handoff and teaching i have one question that is would would have you guys learned as much as if it wasn't that way not in the state of mind i was in because i i had ran my own business for six years and yeah, it was a mom-pop business. It was something that wasn't ever going to grow. But I, I always wanted something that would be big. Then uh, to have, to come into it, I thought that I knew a lot more than I really did. So I I was pretty humbled as far as the difference between where I was my background and what I was actually getting into. Yeah. So, so you're glad that you were handed that to you, that that you got that. It was, it it, it was the only way that I could learn that lesson in the state of mind that I was in already. I could see that too. So I definitely would have learned the same, um, but not in the (laughs) amount of time and I wouldn't appreciated it. Um, I, I guess I can't say the same. They're probably appreciation goes a long way. Um, but it was, it was almost a reason for me to go back to oil fields at one point. It I was, was scared there for a few months. It I, was, it was rough. Um, when <laughs> I got, but it, you just have to get through the, situation the bad situation and man it's so rewarding when you're on the other side of it and it's behind you yeah and it it's what going through that's what made me give up like getting through that that really shitty situation that we was in with the gardens and that Mm -hmm. and looking back and seeing that it's it's behind us. It was a success. Was the success that I needed to make me truly let go of what I had with the oil field that I stuck with for almost 10 years yeah. and start really loving this and, and moving forward. And my full focus is tecton. Yeah, I'd love to hear from Bert on this subject a little. Well, He's, I, I, I was just going to say, I think that alludes to the the perfect uh, value of experience and why you can't replace experience. So if you get told exactly how to do everything, you might not know why you done it or you don't know, might not even know what it took for somebody else to learn it. But when you, when you are able to 
learn things the hard way. There's, it's like building your muscle. You don't just think you want muscle and it just grows. You got to go work it out, break it down, make it painful. And then they grow and then they grow. And it's the same thing with, with building and experience. And maybe it doesn't even matter what profession you're in experience and going through the hard times is the only way that you can appreciate or achieve success or the good times. So I think it's perfect. I mean, I've gone through countless experiences on jobs through the previous business that I was, that I had founded and ended up selling before I came here. Um, I'm reminded of one project that uh, you could say we got fired or we quit, but you know, the homeowner couldn't understand what the bank was doing and the bank was following the progress on the job and paying out accordingly. And the homeowner couldn't understand why we was getting paid if, if uh, the house wasn't done. And so he wouldn't approve the draws. And when you, when you get into a situation like that, where you didn't vet your customer properly and you didn't manage the, that side of the project, I would call this project in the beginning, and this is the real lesson, is it it got dropped, and it was a drop-in-your-lap project. Mm -hmm. So I kind of needed the work. The job got dropped in my lap, and I took it on without doing much vetting, and it ended up being one of the greatest lessons that I've ever learned. And I don't have a single regret about that project, but in the real time and while you're going through that, Man, it sucked and you have all these regrets. But just like you guys experience and going through the hardship of learning through hard knocks, um, it it has so much value. And the, the real test is what did you learn from it and how did you apply it? And that's where we're like we've had experiences like that in our individual businesses or lives. And now we have an opportunity to reflect on it see what we learned and go prove what we learned and keep learning that's the biggest thing is there's still hardship ahead there's always something to learn yeah the same great feeling of conquering conquering and um winning the battle is ahead of us um as well as behind us it's awesome because that growth never stops the sky's our limit in that mindset yeah, along that same principle, following, so we did a project out in Twilla, Utah for another framer, and uh, we all know this project very well. If I would have understood, if I would have dissected and, and, and just researched more on, number one, this other framer, number two, the general contractor, number three, the owner, I would have understood that this was going to be a shit show. I would have understood that, and we would have mm-hmm. rather sit on our ass. Well, we went on to lose $40,000, you know, and mm-hmm. it's it's a shitty situation. We can come internally. At the same time, we learn less and outward lessons, I'll call it. The outward lesson is do your research. What was the inward lessons? We'd learned a lot of inward lessons yeah. on that project. Absolutely. So I would say, again, $40,000 well spent, but... We didn't need to. I feel yeah. like we could have learned those lessons. I needed on, to. <laughs> I feel like we could have learned those lessons on a profitable job, though, that didn't have as much. Yeah, absolutely. Degrading. Yeah. How much of that would have been true, you but, given, like, Lehigh, here's your how-to pamphlet. Go manage that job. Because you, you talked about it earlier. You was like, well, it's a good thing I didn't give him this information because now, look, he learned everything, and now you're saying, well, I wish I would have done something so we didn't lose that forty thousand. So that's well, you I I think that find that and you have a that? great point, but I think we I think one of the one of the things that successful people do is they create an environment of hard times while times are good. So, and I think that's what the gardens did. Like things were good. We were going to make money, but there was a hard time created out of a good, out of, out of a good market, you know? So we know what to do when things are suffering now. Like, it's not like we're oblivious to that. 
And, and then that's what I'm saying. Like that, I think the same lessons could have been learned on a productive on, on a, on one of our own projects that didn't have that baggage. That's, that's why I have some regret, but uh, at the end of the day, $40,000 well spent, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. But it, that, that job, there was so many scenarios and so much to learn from that job because there was the whole, the, the GC to start out in the game. He was the type to like do whatever type of person. Yeah. The superintendent. It, 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 it aligned with the whole, uh, custom what, homes. What and job what were you talking about? The Twilla the, job? The Twilla job. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. So th- it started out that way. Uh, I, we got a whole new crew and come to find out later on, they only had like the, their head guy only had two years experience. Uh, so there was a lot to that job that, that turned it. It was th- the perfect storm. Yeah. I it really you. was. Well, how many, how and, many times? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not justifying myself because that's that job. I learned so much. I was ready to quit because I was so broken as a person in my self development that I didn't think that I could do it when that job went down because I came into it with the mindset of, I know what the hell I'm doing, but a very humbling experience for me. To that, say the least. That's what I got to say, too, is it? it's not because the work's hard or that you don't know what's going on because you we did have counsel. I, I say you didn't teach that. I mean, that was, you know, half a joke because any time you would call you, you give good advice, you know, being in the industry and doing that. But, like, said, the biggest thing that, that gave you the hardest time was the self-disappointment. Like, am I the reason why we're not making enough? Or am I the reason why we're getting all these threats and stuff from the GC because he didn't like this or he didn't like that? Um, And and I I haven't failed at anything that I've tried. And and that's probably because I haven't put myself in a big enough stage to fail. But it it starts making you wonder if that's going to be the first one. And, and that's hard. Yeah. It's I, hard. It, it, I think we, I think in any, any, any success, uh, I, I think you have to be good with, and with failure, honestly, yeah. like that doesn't mean we want it. Right. But like, you can't let failure weigh you down and, right. and, and stop you, from heading uh, after the more it, success. And you only fail when you, when you quit. Right. And I get that, but that was where I was at. Yeah. Right. I I don't know if you guys got another project. I got a couple more. I not uh, you got a project. Mm-hmm. Any project? A- any but, projects that we can learn lessons from, we can talk about, have a good conversation. River's Edge. <laughs> oh, hell free. <laughs> it's going on Me, the same time to well. I I think uh, River's Edge it like let's just chalk that up as part of the Twilla project. <laughs> <laughs> well, we may have learned but, some of the same lessons, but I think there's a few different. It was going ones. on. I think we the should same dissect time. them a little different. All right, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna because I'm gonna I take think there's a few different issues of, between them. There is, no. and there's value in dissecting those issues because I feel like that's how we truly learn. And this, like, there's lessons that we haven't learned because we haven't identified them. And this is perfect. Like you talk about them. Now they're behind us. They're not a sore spot. We're able to talk about them. We're able to admit our own mistakes on them, which is the first step to improvement. And so I think we should dissect them individually. We got time here. Yeah. Let's talk about the River's Edge. Lehigh, you was the main PM on there. You had had one of our favorite little assistant PMs. And talk about that. Let's see. I think one thing is, is only talk about the points that our listeners can take a lesson from. Yeah. Like, like the, the little rabbit holes that I tend to always go down because trying to explain over explain yourself just like touch bases on just the lessons Uh, i would say it's 
follow-up. That's what I think about when I think about River's Edge is follow-up. Following up on, you know what needs to happen, and it was fresh on the mind. Because <laughs> it was like, it, it back-to-back from Toila, but it, it was fresh on the mind, so... um the the biggest thing i learned is is that you can you can put somebody there and tell them to do something and like expect them to do it but did they do it yeah i i don't remember the old adage about that what's it called like uh trust and verify or something like that yeah that's a big that's a big saying when you're trying to give people responsibility Trust and verify. Yeah, make sure absolutely. Make sure Biggest that you thing. trust that person and, and yeah. that you verified that they understand what you're talking about. I think about. the verification part of that comment is the most important. Yeah. What do yeah. you think? Yeah. I, especially, I especially starting out with somebody. New. Oh, yeah. And, and, it takes and years it, and years and years to be able to trust somebody without verification. Absolutely. Um, no matter how wanna, much they say. Because there's a comprehension barrier there that's much like a language barrier. Comprehension barriers are real, and most people don't um, explain to you that there's a comprehension. So you got to verify that they comprehended the information. Mm -hmm. I want to say, you know, the the way we were doing stuff, though, too, um, we also learned a lesson there, in in my opinion. these jobs that we're talking about, there was also a job that was getting more attention, more verification that was going smoothly in most scenarios that we were also over and PMing and stuff. Um, I, I I think we learned a, a great lesson. And, and what lessons in those ones that were going good? Those were the ones that we right, had but what, more attention on. And and oh, I, I see it's, what you're saying. It's like, just trust and verify. Get somebody that you can trust, but make sure you can verify because you can verify it. So the ones that were going good, you didn't have somebody you could trust, so you trusted yourself, and they went good because you were. Man, that's a good point. It was going, and you were making sure it was going the right way. Like you didn't give it a chance to fail because you didn't have somebody you could trust. The ones that you trusted. And then verified or, or didn't verify, and like you alluded yeah. to, like I, verifying it's you know, I think thing. that's a huge lesson right there. Like, we, we talk about um, you three have came in and you've really taken the tecton operations over in the, the, the field operations almost totally over. Like, I, I only give advice a couple times a week now, right? Like, you all's got it. Um, and so the question comes up, what are we doing next? What are we doing next? Especially from Nephi. And I think I'm still going through the verification part of trusting. You know what I mean? Like I've trusted that I've, I've trusted y'all's got it, but I, I'm just not there on the verification to where I can pull away my attention. So I, I think that's a good point. Like it's, you have to go through the steps to get there. And and if you're running around having so many irons in the fire, there is they're not being ran opera, uh appropriately. You know that some right. of them are being burned. Right. One Absolutely. one if you have four people you can trust, is you can verify four things when you're doing big projects. Yeah. Um. When you have one person you trust, one per or you know one job that you don't you if you know that you have to verify and which we do because of lessons we've learned that's easy too like what was too many irons in the fire then is not now is my point we could yeah i I agree with that because we we know what we're expecting we know what we're seeing better we've had experience in this exact field and on these types of buildings One of the, one of the one of the things that I think was I don't know if the 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 uh, it was seen this way to all but I oversold so th- there's a 
lar- very large project. Square footage wise, it was the second large project we've done. It was two hundred and thirty thousand square feet in Logan. Uh, the Strata, the Strata townhomes and apartments. I oversold that. I sold that so hard, and I, I got it for like we couldn't we. We couldn't do any work for the price I got that one for right now with, with how how expensive nails are, how expensive labor is, even though labor's come down a little bit. But the the huge lesson, like like don't be so desperate. Don't put yourself in a in a situation that you're so desperate that you have to oversell yourself. Be- mm-hmm. And when I mean oversell, I mean oversell as in you at some point, someone's going to buy your product. You just have to be a little bitch more. You know, you just really have to get in their noses. Um, and, yeah, be fine with coming down 2 or 3%. You know, that's the kind of overselling I'm talking about. And it, it was a good project. I learned a lot. It kept cash flows going because they paid every two weeks, which was great. So cash flow was great from it. But we are losing money. I think after retention is when we made our book showed that we had any even broke even on the project and that was a two and a half million dollar project so a lot of lessons a lot of experience but overselling yourself can get you in a lot of trouble they wouldn't have been paying every two weeks that i i I think that job would have took me out that was only two and a half million dollar project yeah labor only what would you say, that was 2019 numbers. What would you say they were like in 2021? I bought it, or I I signed the contract, I believe it was in 20, it was 2019. It was. When we start, yeah. So uh, we, if it was labor only, it'd be another 25% more. We, we signed that and for 520 or 535 a square foot. Um. Across the board. Across the board, yeah. Um, we uh, it, it was because of our, that's another big lesson. It was because of our processes that we got. We did that whole project with 12, 14-man crew because of the processes we had. Um, three men were prefabbing. Two men were standing walls. Three men were putting the floors on and cheating, you know, and, and going and forth so forth but I, I remember visiting that project when i was part of common sense and i was um, quite impressed with the operation itself i wasn't privy to man hours or the lack thereof and stuff but when i seen that project i thought well this is kind of well organized you got this process and that process and all i seen was a bunch of men working and nate was Sitting to come the to the window and talk to me for a minute, and shit still kept happening. So I figured that he had it figured out at that point. Have a belt on? He didn't have a belt on, no. he. I think it, was I visited that nice? job because he was there. <laughs> I think that was right around the time when Nate had found out all the other duties that you have besides being on the job site and making sure that job gets done because at some point that's... Yeah. Was, was that there job so where things. you figured out that you needed to get out of I, I would bell bond and go work on your business? You know, we let uh, Tecton ran so lean and mean up to that point that, like, I, I kind of had the mindset that I don't know if these guys are going to be with me all along. So, like, why do I need to go build all the processes? Like, I hadn't had making this in, like, I always knew I was going to be big, and I always knew that. But at the time, the the, the current situation was, I, I didn't know if I was going to need another job after this because maybe I'm working these guys too hard. I was still in that mindset up until that project. And then during that project, I seen that I could, that we could really do a lot with processes. We could really do a lot with good management. And, and so Bert is a hundred percent correct. It's not when I pulled off the project per se, but it's when I realized why I needed to pull off the project was during that. I, the, the, I actually built a clubhouse. Yeah. I, I, 
personally. I I cheated that single handedly. Single fucking handedly. <laughs> I think um, we, we all everyone I, everyone who gets this uh to this stage, they have a story of their tool belt and they're running around. Yeah. And they're busting it. And it's true. Like and you're you so don't get here without doing that, which reminds me of one thing Lehi alluded to is how young this PM was. And like, really you walk on a job and you're like this 40 year old that's been doing this since you were as a teenager. And you seriously have questions like <clears throat> I'm taking my commanding orders from somebody who has far less experience from me. So I must be careful with what he, you know, I got to be careful with the information he's given me because we got to watch over the young crows a little bit. Us old crows. There's some smart <laughs> ones though. There, there is. There's there is. a few smart ones that like, they know what they're doing there, but they have never went through the life experience. Yeah. The uh, the it's that that's been beneficial in some ways too. In, in some my ways, experience, because yeah. they they yeah. if the they ignorance. can admit they don't know, <laughs> then you got then yeah. then yeah. you got a good one yeah. because you can tell them and they'll be like okay and then they'll know and you're not. <laughs> I mean, we don't have characters taking advantage of a situation like that, but right, stuff yeah. goes smooth, I, and they end up being so happy. I think you ought to talk about where you learned that. Like talk, that, that was a damn nice project. Where you learned that? Where where you're speaking of? Mm-hmm. That was uh, talk about where I learned it. The, the project, the like project. Yeah, let's showcase that project and 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 that very lesson. I don't know if there's any other lessons you could have learned. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. in, how smooth that, it went. <laughs> well, I I ended up learning from that that same company, but then the guy retired. The guy that taught me so much about it was the first big project because I come and finish Strata, mm-hmm. that one we were talking about. You started yeah. in nineteen, and then it was a first big building that I did and the, the uh, framing manager for the general contractor taught me so much. He, he took liking to me and he would give me all kinds of pointers. He would yeah. like, he would, he, and he knew where we were um, on, on kind of a personal level too. Uh, I assume you would talk to him quite a bit, but either he was making badass guesses or he knew, or you would talk to him quite a bit because he kind of knew where we were as internally as a company and kind of on a personal level, like where we were in the stage of the business and stuff. And he taught me a lot and then quit. And the the new PM or the new uh, framing manager, um, he had right off the bat admitted he didn't know. And I took his... his um, Lack of knowledge? No, no. Um, well, yeah, I took... I didn't do anything bad with this <clears throat> lack of knowledge. I just took the lessons that I learned from from the former... From Scott. Framing yeah. manager and just tried to teach him the same stuff. And the only thing that he did was like, whoa, this kid knows what he's talking about. So I'm going to go ahead and get him what he needs. And if if I if he says it, it got to the point where if if I said it, um, and then his superintendent would say something, he would. Yeah, I think I think a big thing you did there that's repeatable is read the room, like read the room, and I I think what you learned really quick, and I did too, is the first time I met Scott, he's the first he he's the first uh, framing manager. Mm-hmm talking about i knew right there and then he was going to be a valuable source of learning and it was part of why i i hoped he was going to help messiah but messiah is unhelpable sometimes don't let him hear this um <laughs> oh he'll hear it <laughs> so that's <laughs> out of the bag it ain't like you we love messiah though he's the, our buddy the uh and, and you read, you read that same thing when you met Scott. Is oh, mm-hmm. this guy, he's he's actually going to help me. He's he's one of the few people I've ever worked for that 
he knew I need I knew enough to do his job, but he knew I needed to know a little more to do it good. Yeah. You and know. he was just nice enough to do both, give you both. Yeah, and we had, we actually, I actually kind of floated around the idea of him partnering up with me. That was before th- this was this talk was before I came found you, mm-hmm. is because he he's he's a great guy. He was a great guy, and yeah, very knowledgeable. And then you just read the room when this other gentleman came along and. You just knew what needed to happen. So yeah. I think that's I was, a big repeatable lesson is read the room and adapt. I was Absolutely. A, like worried that, I mean, him being who he was in, as far as in the company. Yeah. I it, thought it, he was going to come the be owners. arrogant. And I was, I was like, crap, this is going to turn into a pretty successful situation because of the stuff that, that Scott taught me. And in this, arrogance is going to come in and wreck it all and it was like i couldn't have been any further from the truth just like you said like i gave it time i didn't i didn't sabotage it because that's what i thought was going to happen that was just a fear so to speak a worrisome so to speak and it ended up working quite amazingly yeah i i I love those jobs i wish we could i wish they were building more west states sure wish they were doing more but awesome guy, I gotta say. Another project. I I don't know. There's so many lessons. I, I it's so bad. I I I relearned too many lessons. Well, the the, the first the <laughs> first many. job that when I came <laughs> on here with Tecton, the first job that I was introduced to was the gardens and Nephi had just started it, and coming on the gardens and talking about PMs and different things like that project had this this unorganized forcefulness about it that made it dark like that project had a cloud over it the whole time and it wasn't that we weren't being productive and getting the job done it was that every time that the the superintendent or the pm mostly the pm the pm was was come hell or high water the schedule was going to be met and if you screwed up, then your sh- your schedule got shortened rather than lengthened, and and there was unrealistic uh, schedules for all of the subcontractors. Mm-hmm. They're all working on each other, and so it was a dysfunctional, discombobulated uh, project that just never had this feeling of success. Yep, and like you, I guess you just have to vet your. I mean that's. That's one way. Maybe we would never work for that GC again because of it. Like I wouldn't. I'd never sign off on a contract with with and, him again. And, yeah, and I just mean, because of that, like you have to give your subs or your constituents like an opportunity to perform, and that project didn't allow for that. There was mm. four subs working on that building after we got off that second framed floor, and there was only one, and it's a sprinkler guy that didn't say the exact same thing that you guys just said. Yeah. Well, and there's this so many, so dysfunctional. This is yeah. nuts from the start. It's the first time I worked with this company because I know these other guys that decided they didn't want to work with them anymore. And I don't think I'll ever do any business with this company again. Yeah. And, and the, there's, there's companies out there just do your research, you know, like, and trust people. Like if people say it's shitty, it's probably shitty. You know, mm-hmm. and because I'd heard it, you know, I'd heard of them a little bit, but I, I was, I was a little bit like, you know what? We fucking got this. I maybe, got Maybe this, there's you know? a reason why all the subs there was the first time they'd ever worked <laughs> yeah. for that company. Yeah. yeah. No, and if, it, if we were talking great things about that company, we might name their name, right? <laughs> but since well, no, we have no, no I actually do- considered naming their names to, for our viewers. So they spread the word but <laughs> no i yeah it's it's really not who we are they can yeah learn them, no, so. they, they can <laughs> if somebody wanted For to now. call and ask <laughs> us <laughs> things will happen the way they're supposed to mm-hmm. if not now then eventually yeah yeah no definitely we, 
I I think we need I think we need to talk a little bit about leadership, like the leadership that uh, what we've learned on our own leadership for me definitely like there's so many things I I had an aha moment just the other day I was I was uh, I don't like the guy but I like the guy you know you know those kind of people where it's you don't want to listen to him but you're just fine listening to him because you like their points and that's Dame Ramsey. He was talking about who he put at CEO over his company. And he was talking about who he didn't put over his company. And one of the, one of the big things that he had was uh, the CEO should, ha- should give that company an un- unquestionable direction. Everybody in that company should know the direction. And I had an aha moment. Like me as a CEO of Tecton, I'm like, how well am I doing that? No, like, am I being that leader that's out there giving a direction for the company and, and, and pursuing that with the company, with, with the individuals, you as partners and, and the employees as, as a, a part of the, a part of the force, like how well am I leading that? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a new thing. I had an aha moment there. I, I don't have any posters up making obvious the direction of the company, <laughs> you know, simple well, things like that. Where am I at? That, that was, yeah. Well, we, I'm lucky to be here with you guys in Tecton, like like-minded care, care about our work, our efforts and the product we put out before and after it's done. You know, there, there's probably about 40, 60 ratio on, 60 being when we talk, that's all we talk about is the direction of the company, what we going to do next, how we going to improve it, and then a 40% on what's going on. In, that's in true. The moment. Yeah, so definitely. we that kind of happened and naturally, I believe, with us. I mean, we're always talking about the direction of the company, where we think it's going to go, where we want it to go, and where what we're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I, I believe, I believe where we where we could definitely, where I could definitely do better is, 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 is making a process or creating a process that, that any individual inside the company, not just as partners that are always talking, always having our, our get togethers, our masterminds, if you may say, that we need to create that process that everybody can buy into, not, not physical money, but that they're invested in the, Direction that of the they company. believe in and yeah. can work towards and so like uh, I one of my mentors uh, Frank Martin he I walked through his office last month and one of his favorite sayings is profit through process and he has that posted all over his office so there's not a person working for him that doesn't think of profit through processes yeah. You know, and that was another big aha moment, profit through processes. Because the market's going to go where the market goes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we, we want to sit here and say that we we should get paid more because we are, I think what's, what we stand out is communication and diversification in the communication world. And I want to speak a little bit about that, and you guys give your input, absolutely. But I think there's so many characters you're dealing with on every project, every day. And the joy is, is that we're four different people as well. They're not, if, if they're not liking one of us, we, there's another one of us, you know, like there's diverse, diversification in that characteristics that I, I love so well. But uh, the, I kind of went down the rabbit hole there, but. But you're 100% correct. Um, I, I. I don't uh I don't think that we're enough alike that one one can't like one and not like the other but we do act, we have a lot of same traits. I mean we we've all been uh likable people um like working in the oil field with Lehigh like everybody loved him. Buddy What wasn't happy there. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna stop it right there. <laughs> he wasn't I, happy there. No, hey, I, he wasn't happy there. Oh, I, he just thought he was a better driller. 
<laughs> there it was wasn't no a good no, drill. No, I was. I was. I uh, I want to bring this down oh. to what what lessons do you have, Lehigh, in the in the leadership? Well, just to have people um, like you is a big important step is leadership yeah. to, to show the people that are on you and like your intentions of the job and like what to make it and it's more than just saying like my projections is we're going to be done this time you got to like physically show that you're doing things like scheduling the lumber deliveries and like the the crews and like what you need, how many guys you need on the crew to get the job done on the schedule. You need to show the GC or the superintendent that you're actively trying to meet their expectations and their desires. Contributing to the, to, to those under you is like their, their efforts. Like, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. Is yeah. like they need to know you're contributing, Absolutely. not only being you're, told where to go, but contrib- yeah. contributing and to, to that. See, like the truth is an action. Absolutely. Like one of the one of the points, and this this came up a little bit ago, a little bit. Bert Bert mentioned that uh, you can't beat experience. I I would argue you can't beat action. That's true. Well, I mean, you, you, if you want to get philosophical about it, then you can't even have experience without first taking action. So I don't have an argument with that. <laughs> Damn it. You're going to have to do better than that if you want an argument. Tomato, tomato. Bert, question over to you. What, what do you got for, for us here as partners, as leaders in some roles and followers in next? What, through your experiences, uh, one of the one of the great men of our uh, us four's lives is father, and I think that uh, I think you out of everyone has has had be- most experience with him. So I, I'd love to hear a little lesson on leadership that you you learned from him. Well, if you if you're gonna put it like that and bring that into it, then I got to go to the old verbiage: do something whether it's right or wrong, and how I actually implemented that from the early days where I was wearing my tool belt and busting it is even if I didn't know exactly what I was doing, I did something. And yeah, I worked the saws all over pretty good once in a while. <laughs> I can, yes. But I'll tell you what, sitting there and wondering how are you going to do it doesn't get the job done. When there's a screw up, sitting there and wondering how you're going to fix it doesn't get it fixed. You got you to gotta move on to the action part and to Nate's little point about if, if you don't have action, you can't have, uh, well, now I've screwed that up, but what you talked about before, you, you, you just take the action and the success will follow in short, like do something, whether it's right or wrong. Well, that can same. be a little controversial though, as far as, uh, people like you got to have a clear plan inside, like, Clear plan in sight to me is like actually the desire to get the job done right. That's my clear plan. But well, I'm, and I'm sure to exactly uh, I, what yeah. you're saying. Well, and that goes but, along with being able to just go and do it. Like you want the job to be done. That's why you just go and do it. So yeah, we're both right. Like the, you have to have you have to have a forward progress mindset or you're going to be willing to stand there and think about yeah. how it's going to be not know yeah. what to do. Right. One of the biggest lessons in framing that I've learned and, and it's some other processes, some other uh, subcontracting uh, line of works you can't learn it this well in. And that is, is if you fuck up, just fix it. Don't, I mean, if you know you fucked up, you know what you need to do, right? Just fix yeah. it. You like don't don't get create a don't create a committee on why you fucked up. Just fix yep. it and don't you yep. know you you learned lesson. 
And that's one of the things I get compliments from, from my superintendents, GCs and people underneath me about one thing I've learned from you is just fix it. Don't worry. Yep. Quit apologizing. Just fix it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, get her done. Yep. Nothing like exactly. action. Exactly what I was yeah. talking about. I've gained a lot of favor with just doing with that mindset. Yeah. It's it's big. Last people people want to do is just sit there and wonder how or you're gonna on fix a bad it. Situation. Yeah. yeah. I I had an experience just the other day with Nephi. He I don't know if he I told you guys about this, but he the pro the the, the we messed up and built the windows wrong. He called me three times, whether it was about that or not. He apolo- he was apologizing, like weirdly apologizing three different times about that. Um, I think we got our, our lines crossed. There was something else I was talking about, and you thought it was about that. But I, I chose to let it let it go, but we talked about that other thing later. Yeah. But yeah, that was. And I, I just think was the big point crossed. is. The big point is just fucking fix the problem. It's fine. Like you two have some past childhood memories you need to work out. We, we, I think we do. It I feels we like do. we do, but I don't remember any. That's how I'm at. Like we we need to go through. We, we need do. to go through a little session. <laughs> yeah, you do. I can be your therapist. All right, right here, live. You seen it first. I'll watch. What was it, Nate? What was when was it? Well, that asshole. Every <laughs> time I wanted to get in favor of Mother Nancy oh, and play with her happen. Legos, they were my was, Legos. Exactly. Like this they is just what I'm got talking about. They, they were bought Mother for Nancy's. you, but they were his Legos. <laughs> they were bought for yeah, no. They kidding. were bought for me. No. And Mother Nancy just like we want to keep these ones nice, so I'm going to take your Legos and I'm going to put them in my closet so we can keep them nice. All the other kids have their toys strung out. Oh, and, the, and then we're, we're out getting trouble in the yard. The he cracks works. an egg over my head. I did? Yeah, you I'm, threw an egg over my head. See, like, I here, catch this egg. I never, and I don't remember that. I tried to get you in trouble. Guess who got you out of trouble? Mother Nancy <laughs> got you out of trouble. Well, and in any other given yes. circumstance, you would have been in trouble. Yeah. Or any maybe other. with any other adult <laughs> in the room. Yeah. yeah. Besides Mother, Mother Nancy. Nancy so, wasn't there. So you would have been in your room. It's about the jealousy. I, I get oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jealousy well, burns. If you look in the mirror, there's a lot of things to uh, get people jealous over what you got, too. Hey. So... I mean, there's there's two ways to get what you want. Get other people off of what you want or just go and get it. Something different. I feel I like mean, there's more. And I, yeah. I I found out yeah, with you. I found out with you. I I gave up. Mother Nancy. <laughs> you were always Mother Nancy's. <laughs> that was his yeah. security. Well, right yeah, there. it's like, like, you, you like there, there was father's room. There's Mother Nancy's room at the end of the hall. All of us, when we're in trouble or running from our big brother, we'd run down to father's room. Nephi would just take a I left. Was, he was the only right. one with that. Ticket. Yeah, he'd run into Mother Nancy's room. <laughs> he didn't even have to it be was brave a, to do it. Don't yeah, hate the player, ate the game, man. It wasn't. Uh, it I wasn't. Mean, everybody necess- knows that saying. <laughs> it wasn't even necessarily a benefit. It was just. It was so. So it, it, it was so. Uh, more people were scared of Mother Nancy than they were father. Yeah, but I mean, it was just so. You were the only one there, so it just caused jealousy. Like, we all were jealous over it. Yeah, you know, I, I I did something. I brought father into this, and so we all have to talk about him a little bit. One time when I was, and this is a great. Uh, this is a moral lesson more than anything. So, Lehi's milking in the community gar the community dairy and one night and he's getting ready to go milking and it was just myself and uh my big brother Josh and Lehi there at home. So Josh and I were we're trying to make trouble and 
trying to hang on our big brother's coattail till he goes and he pushes us aside and gets on the on the house phone with a girl trying to get a girl to come help him milk or come meet him or whatever. I, bet I know what girl that was. Oh, and and it this, was the boss's daughter there. Yep. And this wasn't this wasn't condoned in our community. So we because he pushed us aside, we got curious when we got on the other house phone so you can hear back in those days and you could hear it. And uh yeah, screwed it up for me. And he found out. He found out we were on there, and sit, he didn't hurt us. Like he didn't hurt us. He came to us and says, "I'll, I'll give you. Was it a dollar or five dollars? It was a dollar. You said I'll give you two dollars each if you don't tell father. And you left it at that. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say you, you stupid jackass. You shouldn't have left it at that. Like you needed to give us more, because father would have gave us two dollars. <laughs> Did you tell father? Yeah. We, we, Josh and get, I conversed about it. Did you get the it. $2? Yeah. Josh and, and I told. Can, yeah. Josh and I conversed about it and decided, you know what? I'll bet your father will give us $2. So so we went and told father, and we get done telling him, and he gives us the good old dad pat on the head. Thanks for telling me, son. He also said he would give us $2 if we didn't tell you. So he pulls out four bucks and gives us each two dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Always tell your dad. Do you remember any repercussions for that, Lehigh? Uh, no, dad was pretty easy on me. And he knew, like, dad was a very good reader of character, and he kind of knew where my heart was at the time. So I don't feel like it was real. He was okay with it being on well, that girl's chest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did get my ass chewed and stuff, okay. but yeah, I've been I've had a lot worse, is what yeah. how I'll put it. Yeah, Absolutely. but I do remember that. That was like I was so I was a little uh, scared and pissed off. <laughs> but no, that, this fun fun day, fun episode here. At a lot of fun, like I. A lot of great lessons, and I like to share the the biggest lesson I got out of out of today. And I think that I think I learn a lot when I have these kind of conversations with my partner. So not only are we here to share our life lessons and our our experiences with our with our listeners, I think it's a I think it's a great opportunity to learn more about each other, um, our feelings, our our lessons, and all Absolutely. that. And, to me, I trust and verify. I think that's. I think that that would have saved so much headache. And absolutely, actually, actually, one of these times we'll go over a situation uh, where I we would we would have we missed out on seven million dollars worth of work because I didn't trust and verify. But with that, that's mm-hmm. that, that that's my two bits on it. What do you? What do you got recapped, Bert? Well, I've enjoyed this podcast and um, appreciate also getting to um, talk about the projects and lessons we've learned and even bringing Dad into it. And I'll just close out with one of my favorite lessons that um, that that I learned from my dad as a dad to a son was um, the love you felt by him like you say he didn't get after you for wanting to talk to that young lady when it wasn't conducive <laughs> to our religion but dad had an understanding that he didn't make you feel like you was useless or a bad person if you messed up or fell off the wagon Absolutely. doing something yeah. he he always he always encouraged you to get back on the wagon and go back to work or go back to doing what you're doing because that's one tiny little it's it's not a failure it's a lesson and so i've I've taken that and i hope i can put that down through to my kids the same way that he did that's a huge leadership yeah put your shoulder to the wheel yeah Mm -hmm. and like don't don't make those under you feel hated and like don't want to 
keep trying. Mm-hmm. Well, both thing I got out of this is is admit admit that you didn't do it right and learn a lesson. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as soon as you could admit that what you did wasn't the right way or wasn't right, you know, or what you should have done, then you can look for things that you should have done that would have been better. And in, even if there would have been better in your head, but in reality they're not, and then there's another lesson to learn. You know? Yeah. You, it's only a fa- fa- uh, <coughs> failure when you quit. True that. Absolutely. Uh, this understanding what you need to do to better yourself as a person is the first step to being successful. Learn yourself. Self-study, I like to say. Well, thank you all for listening to the podcast. We'll be back next week. 